Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course. But if you are one, it's definitely the place for you, especially today, because noted film critics Nell Minow, A.J. Hockery, and Mac Bates are here to preview the 2014 summer movie schedule. Their goal is to help us. Make choices among over 100 films vying for our box office dollars this summer. Nell, Mack, and AJ have been our guests several times before, and they are all candid, informative, and great fun to listen to, and that's why I'm so happy they could be here together again today. I want to remind everyone about their back, a little bit about their backgrounds. Nell is the famous movie mom, and she writes film commentary for BeliefNet. She's also the author of several books about movies, including one about mothers on film, which reminds me, next Sunday is Mother's Day, so what a great Mother's Day gift that ebook would be, and I'm going to ask Nell in just a few minutes to tell us a little bit about that. Mac writes freelance articles for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and serves as a staff blogger for Milwaukee Magazine's official film blog. He received a local Emmy for one of the projects he worked on with Kyle Olson for the Milwaukee Summer Entertainment Camp. A.J., also known as the Mad Movie Man, has contributed movie reviews to a variety of sites, including Real Talk Movie Reviews, Classic Movie Guide, Review Express, Terror Tube, and his own popular blog, CineSlice, and that's C-I-N-E-S-L-I-C-E. Now, I see the chat room is open. I believe Nikki Starr is there, and we also have one of our very uh, loyal listeners already in the chat room, Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts, which is a hilarious show on Blog Talk Radio every Friday morning and Monday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. So welcome, Nancy Lombardo. And I see we have a a guest who hasn't identified himself or herself, and I know that there will be several uh, more people coming in. We really want to thank them for participating in the chat, and we want to thank uh, all our other listeners. We appreciate them, too. We also appreciate Nell, Mac, and AJ, who are always such wonderful guests, so let's bring them on now, ladies first, especially since Mother's Day is almost here. Nell, please tell, us our, tell our listeners how they can order your ebook about Mothers on Film. Um, tell them the title and a little bit about it also. So you're on, Nell. Well, thank you very much. Um, actually, you inspired me by asking me to talk about the book, and as of tomorrow, it will be free from tomorrow oh. through Mother's Day. So anybody who wants to order it, 
I would love it if you'd buy it for 99 cents today, but you can get it for free starting tomorrow on Amazon. It's called 50 Must-See Movies Mothers. It's in the same series with 50 Must-See Movies Fathers and Weddings. Upcoming, I've got teachers and musicians and a bunch more. And, of course, I've got my print book, which is 101 Must-See Movie Moments. In the mother's book, I get a chance to talk about good mothers, bad mothers, mothers based on real-life mothers, mothers that are fantasy mothers. Even I've got... Dumbo's mother, Mrs. Jumbo, who sings that beautiful lullaby to her big-eared little baby. Uh, And uh, so I hope that in that book you will find descriptions, not just of some of your favorite mothers in the movies, but also of some maybe that you haven't seen that you'll be inspired to put on your Netflix queue. Oh, my gosh. And, And free tomorrow. Dear listeners, that's an offer you can't refuse. I hope you take Nell up on it. Nell, you do such a great job with these uh, these books, and I I was uh, I would call it very reasonable at ninety nine cents, but free. Wow, <laughs> I think that that is just great. But but let's turn now to the today's subject. I see Mac and AJ are eagerly awaiting to to jump in, and so I I'm going to call on Mac and Mac. I'm going to ask. If you um, if you will get things started by telling us which five upcoming summer films you're most eager to see and why, I know that you uh, you follow the summer entertainment issue, uh, summer summer movie entertainment issue put out by Entertainment Weekly. Am I right about that? Oh yeah, yeah. For me, I always look forward to that into the fall and winter preview, um, guys. I always call them the New Testament whenever they come out. Like, oh, the New yes. Testament came in the mail today, but uh, or you know, hit newsstands. But um, yeah, the five actually, there are more than five films I'm looking forward to. But the five that I'll uh, speak about here are um, Million Dollar Arm. This uh, film coming out uh, this month with uh, John Hamm from Mad Men playing a um, a, a baseball uh, scout who goes to uh, India. Uh, to recruit um, people, uh, to recruit some players for um, ma- Major League Baseball, and that that looks pretty interesting. It's based on a true story, and um, the trailer. Uh, uh, you, if you look at the trailer, it looks the film looks pretty promising, and uh, that uh, it, I think it's going to be um, you know probably a film along the lines of say the Rookie, a movie that Disney had out about uh, a decade or so ago with Dennis Quaid, another really great sports film. Uh, they, they seem to do pretty well when it comes to family-themed sports films, the, the Rookie being one. Another film was A Miracle with uh, Kurt Russell also from about 10 years ago about the um, about the uh, uh, the um, ice skating team that uh, won against Russia at the Olympics. So I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be in that same vein, uh, you know, inspirational, um, uh, well-executed uh, sports film with uh, great performances, and, and the trailer certainly um, indicates that that will be the case. Uh, so that's one. I'm looking forward to um, the Angelina Jolie's um, uh, take on uh, the Cinderella tale. Uh, um, I don't know quite how you pronounce that. Maleficent? I think that's how you Maleficent. pronounce it. Maleficent. <laughs> oh, Maleficent. Maleficent, right. where she plays, you know, kind of the wicked, the wicked witch. I guess you could say who, you know, gives her the apple. That that looks pr- pretty promising, and hopefully it'll be um, better than some of the um, fairy tale stuff that's come out in, in recent years. Um, it, it looks it looks promising, like I said, from the trailers, and, and she certainly looks menacing enough in those in those clips that we've seen. I'm also looking forward to Tammy, uh, Melissa McCarthy's uh, uh, new uh, road trip movie with Susan Sarandon. That looks um, uh, like it could uh, be a hit or miss. I'm hoping it'll be a hit. Um, Susan plays uh, her grandmother, and uh, she plays a uh, a um, uh, employee at a fast food restaurant who finds out her husband is cheating on her, and then she and her grandmother hit the open road. 
And uh, like I said, Susan plays her grandmother. And then along the way, they run into Kathy Bates and uh, Allison Janney and, and um, you know, uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd and a host of other people. And it was uh, written and directed by Melissa and her husband, Bill Falcone, who some people might remember played a fire, the uh, fire marshal, the airplane marshal, rather, in uh, Bridesmaids. And, and yeah, uh, hopefully it'll be one of those go-for-broke comedies that works. So that's another one I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2 because I was such a fan of the first film. And uh, this one looks uh, every bit as interesting as the first one, so we'll see if it lives up to the hype. And um, I'm also looking forward to um, uh, Get On Up, the uh, uh, biogra- biographical film about the uh, life and times of James Brown from uh, Tate Taylor, who also wrote and uh, directed The Help. And uh, a lot of people from The Help are also in this film. Uh, Viola Davis plays James Brown's his mother. Uh, Octavia Spencer plays his aunt. Um, and uh, the the guy who played uh, Jackie Robinson in uh, 42 last year plays uh, James Brown, and, and and again it looks looks pretty promising. So those are the five films I'm looking forward to. Those are in- interesting picks, uh, Mac. I wonder if AJ has a different uh, selection. AJ, which five uh, movies are you most excited about this summer? Yeah, surprisingly, my five are uh, completely different from uh, Max, so we got some suspense going on here. Uh, exactly. I looked the whole, yeah, I looked, I looked through the whole schedule from uh, May through August, and uh, you know me, I'm, I, I kind of have, like to have an eclectic mixture going on, so a lot of these are kind of, you know, the traditional blockbusters, uh, the big action movies coming out, but some of them are the more quieter, more independent uh, releases that I'm still really looking forward to. But let's get on. Uh, the first two on my list are coming out this month, and uh, my number one for the summer is uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, I grew up watching the X-Men cartoon on uh, Fox when I was a little kid and loved that. And when I saw the first movie, when God, I was 15 years old when the very first X-Men movie came out. That's how, <laughs> that's how long ago that was, and it just... <laughs> blew me away, it took me right back to when I was a kid, and it was so entertaining, and I've kept up with the franchise through thick and thin, I'm, I would even go so far as to say I did really enjoy uh, the much-reviled X-Men The Last Stand, uh, the first Wolverine movie, yeah, that was a misstep, I'll give it, I'll let you guys have that, but Last Stand I had a lot of fun with, and last year's uh, second Wolverine movie was one of the big surprises, I kind of was uh, iffy on that one, but that turned out to be a lot better than I expected, but X-Men Days of Future Past is going to take things to an epic new level, combining the cast of the X-Men First Class from 2011 with the original cast. So you got, you know, Michael Fassbender and Ian McKellen, James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. interacting with this huge storyline, lots of characters. And you have Brian Singer, who did the first two X-Men movies, coming back to direct this one. It's, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's a return for home for this guy. You know, he shepherded the first two movies and made those as excellent as they were, and I cannot wait to see what they do with this one. just looks very big, very epic. And then the uh, second one that's also coming out this month is Godzilla. Uh, hey. You know, trying to, <laughs> trying to put behind the, uh, the Matthew Broderick movie from 98, which, as much flack as it's gotten, I don't think is that bad like if it wasn't called Godzilla no one would uh, be, be would rag on it as much as uh, they have but this one looks like to be a return to form for the series you know it's definitely looks like it's going to, back to the spirit of the original Gojira from 1954 it's, it's very serious minded which you know, could turn a whole lot of people off uh, definitely like last uh, last year's Pacific Rim was the fun 
giant uh, monsters movie. This one looks to be a lot more serious in tone. But you mm-hmm. have uh, Gareth Edwards, who uh, did uh, Monsters from, I believe, uh, 2010, is uh, behind this one, and uh, I'm 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 hoping for the best. You know, it's got a very it's got an excellent cast. You know, the trailers have really captured like the epic scope of this thing. It looks very big. You know, the destruction and stuff looks to be on just an incredible scale. So I am definitely looking forward to this one. Uh, two more uh, coming out in July, I believe, are kind of the more quiet ones, the under the radar ones. One is uh, a movie that, you know, you had me sold on it when you uh, told me what its subject matter was, and that's the documentary Life Itself about Roger Ebert. Oh, and, oh. yeah, I, I know, I had I got the book for Christmas a couple years ago, and, you know, after he uh, tragically passed away last year, they announced that they were doing a documentary about his life. You know, I was sold from the minute they announced that. You know, Roger Ebert, among many uh critics was uh someone i read growing up who whose reviews kind of uh sparked my interest in looking at film in a in a different way more than just you know as entertainment and to see his life story uh done justice on the big screen in the documentary it's i i've heard it's an incredible experience and i can't wait to see it and mm. um in the in my the second july one is uh richard linklater's boyhood which I've been following since high school. It's uh, a movie he's been shooting over an 11-year period with uh, the same actor. I believe his name is uh, uh, Eller Coltrane. Uh, so it's using the same actor, uh, playing the same character growing up over like an 11, 12-year period of time. It also has uh, Patricia Arquette and uh, Ethan Hawke in it. And uh, Richard Linklater, you know, he's directed some of the best movies uh, of the past uh, couple decades, you know, with the Before Sunrise trilogy. Uh, I, I really like that, you know, Before Midnight. That was my favorite movie of last year. And even his missteps, I'm always interested in seeing uh, how seeing uh, how they turn out, at least, you know, if they're good or bad. You know, Linklater's one of those guys who has an interesting enough resume where if he announces a new project, I'm, I'm in for it. And this one is incredibly ambitious. The trailer for you know it, it it got me a little bit misty-eyed it looks really cool the concept i think he's just going to pull it off and it's going to be a very very powerful piece and then my fifth one that i'm looking forward to i gotta make it marvel august guardians of the galaxy is coming out yeah. and, and it's going to be uh, marvel's biggest gamble yet because not a whole lot of people are uh familiar with this uh property as much as they are you know something like thor or Iron Man, I've talked to a lot of people, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out. And they're like, wait a minute, what's that? And it's not a traditional superhero team. It's a team of uh, kind of selfish uh, outer space bounty hunter types. Uh, you know, one of them is a talking raccoon with a machine gun voiced <laughs> by Bradley Cooper. One of them is a green alien woman played by Zoe Saldana. One's a tree voiced by uh, Vin Diesel. It's definitely a ragtag crew of crazy characters, but... You know, Marvel's had a fantastic streak lately, and for some to come out with something as different and out of the box like this, I can't wait to see it because you know they, they had me at Raccoon with a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really like I really like that list, uh, AJ. And um, how about you, Nell? Uh, are you agreeing with AJ or Mac on any of your top five? Or I certainly you, am. Is your list completely different? You what? A lot of overlap there uh, on, oh. the, on the films I'm looking forward to. And I've seen two of the ones that you've mentioned, and I will say that I think that 
million dollar arm and life itself will live up to everything you're hoping for, uh, particularly life itself, which I saw in the opening night of Roger Ebert's film festival a couple oh. of weeks ago in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. Uh, you couldn't imagine what that experience was like seeing that film in the theater that was the theater in Roger's hometown, the one that he helped to restore, this grand old one-time vaudevillian house that is absolutely magnificent with the people who loved him most in the world all watching it together. It was really quite an experience. Uh, Steve James, who Roger trumpeted for his work on Hoop Dreams, uh, is the guy who made this movie, and you will laugh, and you will cry, and you'll laugh again, and you'll cry again. It's just an excellent, excellent film, because not because it's a story of a movie critic, but because it's a story of a man, and uh, an incredible love story about Roger and his wife, Chaz, who he didn't meet until he was almost 50 years old. So that, I, you know, certainly looking forward to seeing that one again. I'm super excited about Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's got kind of a uh, men in black, usual suspects vibe, anti-hero vibe that I'm very, very excited about. Uh, Chris Pratt, absolutely one of my favorites. Loved him in the Lego movie. Have loved him as the sidekick in so many movies. And I'm very, very excited about seeing him in this. I thought the trailer was the movie I've enjoyed most, I think, so far this year was the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, so I'm looking forward to that. I totally agree about How to Train Your Dragon. The original knocked my socks off. I've seen about 15 minutes of the new one, and it is, just takes it to a whole other level in terms of the quality of the animation. So I'm very excited about that. Um, then I, I'm a big fan also of Michelle Gondry. Uh, from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, uh, and he's got one called Mood Indigo that looks really interesting with uh, the girl um, uh, Audrey Tattoo, uh, the French actress uh, who from Amelie, who I think you know is great. So I'm looking forward to that. And Get On Up, which we've already talked about, the James Brown biopic looks tremendous um, with Chadwick Boseman. And again, the, the trailer there looks just dynamite. Oh wow, we do have some some overlap here, and um, I, for my picks, I, I of course you know that I will pick something that has Hugh Jackman in it, <laughs> and so uh, definitely uh, can't wait for the for the new X Men movie, and um, I see that AJ agrees with me on that, and uh, Mac has already talked about uh, Maleficent. That's on my list because I, I think the posters of Angelina Jolie just got to me <laughs> when I first saw those posters. And I've always wanted to know the real story about uh, the wicked fairy from um, Sleeping Beauty. I, I happened to see a ballet about that particular character, and uh, then that got me even more interested in, in that. Uh, I am very interested to see that there are three films that well i think they're musicals i know this one is a musical jersey boys and i have loved all of the clips that i've seen of the um the jersey boys uh, broadway play and i found out by reading this entertainment weekly special edition that the gentleman who played the lead, who played uh, Frankie Valley and got a Tony, has been uh, persuaded to play the same part in the movie. And so I'm eager to see what, uh, what John, why John Lloyd Young is so great. Plus, in Jersey Boys, Christopher Walken 
has a part, and I think he plays kind of a mob figure, and I always like to watch uh, Christopher Walken on uh, on the big screen. And, I, and I'm sure there is some music in uh, Get On Up, so I'm definitely looking forward to that movie, just as uh, Nell and, uh, and Mac are. I thought that Chadwick Boseman was so marvelous in 42. I don't think he got enough mm-hmm. credit for the work that he did in that, and he's, he's an actor, really, that we should be watching. And then there's a little movie called Begin Again, which um, is about uh, struggling musicians in New York City. And I believe this is Kara Knightley's first uh, singing role. Now, I don't know whether they're dubbing her voice or whether she actually can sing, but I'm eager to see what they do with that. And then it has Mark Ruffalo in the cast, and I always like to see Mark Ruffalo because he's so real on screen. So, um, so those are those are my uh, five. So let's let's read this list again. Uh, Mac has a million dollar arm. Maleficent, Tammy. I'm curious about that too, but it didn't make my top five. Dragon two. Get on up. AJ has X Men. Godzilla. I really have to admit being very excited about Godzilla, and my entire family is excited. They want, um, they want us all to go together and have uh, Larry and I buy the tickets ahead of time, so they're pressuring us for that. Life itself, boyhood, and um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Nell has uh, Life itself, Galax- Guardians of the Galaxy, How to Train Your Dragon 2, uh, Mood Indigo and Get On Up, and then I have X-Men, Mal- Maleficent, Get On Up, Jersey Kings, and Begin Again. So we have some diverse selections, but it looks like uh, X-Men has more than one, Guardians of the Galaxy, Maleficent, and uh, Get On Get On Up. Well, let's go to the other extreme. Are there some movies that are coming out this summer that uh, you kind of dread having to see now now i know that you have a high tolerance for bad movies so maybe you're not dreading anything but are there oh (laughs) if there's an adam sandler movie then i've got plenty to dread oh Uh, no i I, I couldn't have said it better myself now yeah yeah i'm in agreement yeah i mean i'm trying not to get my hopes up because drew barrymore starred with Adam Sandler in two of his least disgusting movies, but this one looks so putrid. Uh, it's called Blended, and it, it really looks just unspeakable. And then I also have to say that the trailer for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, it looks very disappointing to me, so I'm not looking forward to that one either. But Adam Sandler, please, I, all I can hope is that, once again, it won't screen for critics. Well, you know, they were, uh, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler were just great together in um, The Wedding Singer. And what yeah. was that, 50, 51st Dates? Are those the mm-hmm. two that yep. you thought yeah. were the least objectionable? Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe he's, maybe with uh, with Drew Barrymore, maybe he'll be better. But I agree with you about the the, the previews, the uh, doesn't really look like something that's going to be up to the standard of the wedding singer. How about you, Mac? Do you have some movies that you're dreading the most that you'll have to see? Yeah, I'm in agreement with uh, Nell and uh, AJ about Blended. Uh, I love Drew Barrymore. Adam Sandler, I could take him or leave him half the time. 
but this movie just looks so ratchet in the trailer. I, 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 I can't. So if, like she said, if they don't screen it for critics, it won't be one of those things where I'll be like, oh, darn, I can't see that. So, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely one of them. Um, there's another movie coming out, a, a sequel, another Disney sequel to one of their lesser animated efforts called Planes, Fire, and Rescue. Planes itself, it, it it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it it wasn't great either. Far from great. Matter of fact, it was pretty much you know one of the dullest uh, efforts, along with like Cars and Cars Two. So for me, it, it's one of those films where again it, they'll probably screen it, but if I can get out of it, I'll try to. And um, one one additional one, um, th- there's a, a animated film coming out this summer that I just think is probably one of the worst ideas they've uh, had in recent years in Hollywood. They're doing a animated uh, um, continuation. I won't even call it a sequel. It's just kind of like a continuation of the story, a takeoff on uh, The Wizard of Oz, oh. Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return. And I know oh, uh, yeah. Leah Michelle, she's a part of the cast. She plays, she voices the world of Dorothy. You know, good actress, great singer, but I just think it's just, you know, a colossally bad idea. Why, why mess with a classic? You can't improve upon it, so why even bother? So, Mac, I've seen you know. it, and it's huh? horrible. Oh, you've seen oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have not yeah. seen it yet. Yeah, no, yeah, it just the, the idea itself just turned me off. It, it, the, the, well, I'm going to turn you off even more. I'm going to say <laughs> the words, the words that will that that will put it to out of your head forever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Based on an, a a story by L. Frank Baum's stockbroker grandson. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's okay. It's just awful. It has really good voice talent. Not just Leah Michelle, but Patrick Stewart, Martin Short, Hugh Dancy, uh, Megan Hilty, um, but uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Jim Belushi. But boy, it is just painful, and mm. and the animation is so ugly. And yeah. Auntie M wears blue jeans. That's not right. If I can't if I if I get a chance to see him again, it won't be a won't be any loss. Not on my end. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that because I'd love anything connected with the Wizard of Oz, but I I I better think twice on this one after hearing everything that you said about it. Well, how about you, AJ? Are there are there some uh films that are coming out this summer that you kind of want to uh, think twice before seeing? Yeah, Mac and, Mac and uh, Nell kind of took took some of the big ones for me. Legends of Oz, it makes Hoodwink look like up in terms of animation quality. It just looks like a <laughs> rancid-looking movie. Blended, you know, I haven't watched uh, an Adam Sandler movie in a couple years. Like, after I saw, I think, like, That's My Boy, which somehow turned out to be worse then Jack and Jill and just go with it. Like Ooh. I'm, I'm done. I'm just not even gonna even bother with that. You know, I, w- I wish you know audiences would get more wise to the fact that like he's just making these movies to get paid an ungodly amount of money to go on vacation and you know drop some poop jokes and fart jokes and bathroom humor and then tie it up with a message of oh uh, family's important uh, so people can walk away. Oh, at least it had a, has a positive message. Just like. And enough of that noise. Like, I'm just done with Adam Sandler at this point. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, just for other ones we haven't mentioned, you know, Maleficent, not looking forward to that. I'm getting real Snow White and the Huntsman vibes off of this one. Just, I've kind of had it up to here with the movie, the, the fairy tale movies that are trying to be for all serious, for grown-ups, and they all just kind of look really self-important and ridiculous. And oh. then... Uh, 
Another one coming out this weekend, Mom's Night Out, just looks like a terrible-looking comedy. Like, I saw the trailer and just the pratfalls and the, the, the treacliness, just the saccharine life lessons. It just does not appeal to me. Probably going to dodge that one. Well, well that's what that? I just want to say. I've seen that one, and uh, Mom's Night Out, and, you know, once again, that is not – you're not the intended audience. I would not I, I suggest know. that you yeah. might want to see it. But I think that for for a mom of small children, I think it's actually a very sweet movie and um, and and has some some nice moments. So I enjoyed it. Well, now okay. who's in that movie? Um, the woman who played the wife on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, and she's on the, the yeah right. She's on the middle. She yeah. produced it, and as well as stars in it, and uh, a woman, an actress named Sarah, who's on uh, Grey's Anatomy, and Sean Astin, and Trace oh. Adkins, the country singer. Oh, Sarah Ramirez? No, not Sarah Ramirez. This is Sarah with red hair. I'm sorry, I can't think of her name right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's only Sarah I know. Yeah, I can't think of her yeah. name. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, she, but, and it's, you know, it's, it's, very predictable. It's very cute. There's a, just a little bit of talk in there about God, but it's it's a lot less painful than I expected it to be. So how's that? I I, I thought it was quite pleasant, and I will admit that I teared up a little bit because I'm a mom. I got it. Yeah. Oh, and you know who's in it? Who I really love is Angela Johnson, the Bon Quiqui lady. Oh yeah. Wow. You know well, she does. So... The, if you if you haven't seen the Bon Quiqui, uh on YouTube. Um, where she plays a uh, a fast food um, clerk, you got to see that. It's one of the funniest things in, on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, so you do recommend it for moms of uh, yeah children yeah, of, nice, of what ages? Of what ages? Well, I'm not sure that children would be that interested in it, but I think you know if moms, I think it's a nice little Mother's Day treat for moms. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good. No, so it's, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not terrible. I share your concerns about Maleficent. I'm a little worried about that one. Oh, dear. Well, what else, AJ? You've got Legends of Odds, um, Maleficent, and um, uh, Mom's Night Out. Were there any others that you're uh, thinking that uh, you you would rather not see? I I know one, uh, like the the ones that I mentioned, I probably won't see Maleficent. I I may see sooner or later, but the other ones I just kind of have no no real interest in, but one I will probably end up seeing my morbid curiosity will get the best of me, although I'm not looking forward to it, is uh, Transformers Age of Extinction. Uh, the only one of the series I really enjoyed was the first one, which is incredibly cheesy, but I kind of liked it. It had a rousing, you know, kind of Independence Day type of vibe to it, but the sequels uh, just keep getting, like, increasingly more grating and irritating and just absolutely dumb and you know they even though they kind of overhauled the cast here you know they brought in mark Wahlberg to take over as the lead from shia labeouf and you know they brought kelsey Grammer in here and stanley tucci in there and you know i almost kind of got optimistic but then i realized well transformers 3 had uh, francis mcdormand and john malkovich and it, it was still a steaming pile of garbage <laughs> and i have i have no reason to really expect anything different out of uh, this one. So, yeah, I'm just not looking forward to Transformers Age of Extinction, although I'll probably end up seeing it with my dad because we've seen all the others together, and it's our little tradition, so who knows. <laughs> well, you know who's going to be angry with you about that, don't you, AJ? 
about uh, Mark? No, I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be um, Nikki Starr. She's oh, oh, that's right, that's right. Yes. Bring it, Nikki. Is, Come I, on, let's go. Let's do this. She's gonna be, <laughs> right, right. So, um, well, I, I, I have three that I'd like you, if you, if you know something about uh, two of these movies. Now, we've already, Nell, you've already t- talked about uh, Teenage uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I feel the same way you did about um, the the way they look. But uh, there are two other movies that I, I'm really leery of that I, uh, I probably will, will have, to, have to see one of them, and that's um, One Million Ways to Die in the West because that's Seth MacFarlane's project, and Seth MacFarlane is my husband's favorite guy at this point, and um, <laughs> so we will, he will drag me along to that. But well, I, Ted was uh, pretty after, funny. Uh, it probably yeah. That's, people are saying that it's uh, maybe like uh, Blazing Saddles, with, which I thought was really fabulous and very very funny, one of the funniest movies ever made. But when I read the description, uh, Mac, in the Entertainment Weekly, mm-hmm. it it looks like it's it's going to emphasize the scatological humor. And, I, I mean, I'm not into that too much. I know A.J. mentioned, you know, too much bathroom humor in some of, in some of these movies. And um, I don't know, have you heard anything more about that particular movie, Nell? Uh, no, uh, except to say that um, it really is about people just dying all the time. So that's supposed to be the funny part. Well, that's the funny part. I see. Yeah. Well, anyway... Um, I, I I wish I didn't have to see that. I guess that's what I'm saying, and I know that I'm, I am going to have to see it. And then the other one is Magic in the Moonlight, which is a movie by Woody Allen, and mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a little worried about seeing Colin Firth and Emma Stone as a romantic couple because of the you know extreme difference in their ages. So, have any of you heard anything about that movie, or do you have any feelings about it? Uh, yeah, uh, me, I was actually looking, that was, that was one of the uh, films of my uh, top 15 to watch this summer oh, okay. just because I was such a uh, huge proponent of uh, Blue Jasmine last year, and I just thought uh, that film was, you know, one of his uh, better films of the past uh, 20 years, you know, amazing lead performance from um, Kate Blanchett, who went on to win the Oscar and, you know, a host of other awards for that film, and, you know, Sally Hawkins was brilliant, same thing with um, uh, Andrew Dice Clay, believe it or not, of all people, he was in my opinion, the the MVP of the supporting cast, and he was, you know, uh, tops among some pretty exceptional people in that film. But um, this film, I'm looking forward to it. Just, just you know, just because it's his next thing, you know, just to see what it's, you know, what it's all about. I don't know much about it, and I already know that she's been cast in his next movie opposite Joaquin Phoenix, and I can't help but think they'll probably be romantic, you know, romantically linked up in that film too. But at least the age difference won't be so vast as between her and <laughs> her and Colin Firth, obviously. But uh. Yeah, it's just, I just want to see, you know, see what it's all about and, 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 and you know, see if he's uh, still kind of in the zone like he was with uh, Blue Jasmine. Well, I do uh, try to see every Colin Firth film, uh, but that one did worry me. And uh, it is a French period. I mean, the setting is in in France, but in the 1920s, I think, too. So it is kind of a period piece. So it might be interesting mm-hmm. to see the 
costumes and the sets and and that kind of thing. Well, well, let's go back to the positive. Uh, do you have any predictions concerning which summer films will be the uh, the biggest blockbusters? AJ, what uh, which films are going to take home uh, the biggest uh, the most money this summer? Well, I think that uh, X Men: Days of Future Past is going to do uh, very well. Uh, I know the last two of the X Men movies, the First Class and uh, last year's Wolverine, were they made a, a decent bit of money, but they weren't uh, as uh, big as the original uh, X Men movies were. Uh, but I think this one, like the appeal of like the combined cast of both the original and uh, newer movies, is going to draw a lot of people in. Uh, it's going to kind of revitalize it, uh, the franchise, kind of where it was, you know, when uh, uh, Last Stand was uh, such a major hit in uh, 2006. So I think that one's going to make a lot of money. Uh, contrary to my feelings on Transformers: Age of Extinction, I think that's going to pull in quite a few bucks too. You know, it's been a while since. We've had a Transformers movie, and those have always done really well. So I think people, uh, you know, have, have, have had a break for it for a few years now, and I think it's going to attract a lot of viewers in there. And I think that, uh, you know, comedies are going to do uh, very well this year. I believe, you know, A Million Ways to Die in the West. I actually am kind of looking forward to that one because I chuckled quite a bit at the Red Band, you know, the R-rated trailer, and I, I did really like uh, Ted more than I uh, expected it to be. I think that's going to do a lot of business. And uh, this upcoming uh, Friday Neighbors is coming out with Seth Rogen and Zac Efron. I've been hearing a lot of great press on that one. I think that's going to be another one of the uh, runaway successes of the summer, you know, kind of counter-programming to the the superhero flicks and the action movies going on there. Just a good, you know, good old raucous comedy. So I think that's going to make a good chunk of change for itself. So X-Men and Transformers and the comedies, like One Million Ways to Die in the West and, and Neighbors. And Nell, um, do you think that those are the films that will will make the big bucks this summer, or do you have others that you think will surpass these? Well, I agree with, I agree with Transformers and, of course, uh, Spider-Man, which already opened up. I think 22 Jump Street is going to make a lot of money. Um, I've seen Neighbors, and I really didn't like it at all, but there again, that's mm-hmm. one where I think I'm not the demographic for it, and... and um, you know, if you think a baby chewing on a condom is hilarious, then oh, no. yay, but it's not for me. So, uh, you know, they're, they're just all, such awful people that it was hard for me to like the movie. Um, but I think I think that will do well, but I, I'm guessing that uh, 22 Jump Street will probably do even better. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a big hit. And what about Godzilla? Yeah, Godzilla is going to make a fortune. That's what I'm thinking. Mac, uh, what films do you think will will be the big uh, winners this summer? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say Godzilla, too. I think it's going to be a, a hit. I've seen the trailer and the TV spots, and it looks looks pretty pretty exciting, so I think it's going to get a nice uh, turnout and probably play through a, a majority of the summer. I'm hoping Million Dollar Arm is uh, a sleeper hit this year. I'm hoping it's kinda, it does, um, you know, uh, certainly if it lives up to what uh, – uh, Nell was saying, I hope it does uh, blindside numbers. That would be great. I think Get On Up is going to do pretty well. Um, if, if if it's any, if it's even half as good as Ray was, you know, about uh, the life and times of uh, Ray Charles, I don't see why it wouldn't, you know, be a, a substantial money maker. I think um, this movie that pairs uh, um, Michael Douglas and Diane Keaton uh, together on screen, I, I believe for the first time, called and so it goes from director Rob Reiner. I'm thinking counter programming wise, it's going to be a hit. 
I think that might make a nice little uh, chunk of change. It's a romantic comedy about people of a certain age, and, you know, you don't really see that that often. As a matter of fact, it might be the first film in that vein since the last movie I can think of in that vein, which was Something's Gotta Give, which also starred Diane Keaton, which was 11 years ago, believe it or not. You know, her and Jack Nicholson, so I think that that could uh, stand to make a, a, a nice chunk of um, coin at the box what office. What is the name? What is and the so name it of goes. that film? And so it goes. It's uh, directed and by Rob so, Reiner. And so it goes. Mm-hmm. I must have uh, missed that. Diane it's, Keaton uh, and Michael Douglas. It's due in, I believe, July. I think it's July or early August, somewhere around that area. Um, I also think that a movie Oprah has coming out this uh, this August with Helen Mirren called uh, The Hundred Foot Journey, which is based on a book by the same name. I think that might also be a counter, you know, a uh, um, a, a, um, a you know break overhead with people looking for something other than you know the summer blockbusters, you know, kind of more adult oriented fare. And in that in that vein, I also think Woody's next movie uh, could tend to make a nice a nice chunk of change on in in the art houses, you know, Magic in the Moonlight. So those those would be my picks. Oh, and then Hercules, of course, with uh, The Rock. I think I think I think regardless if the movie's good or bad, I think it's gonna be a huge hit because I think legions of women are gonna flock to that movie theater just to, you know, gaze at that body for two two or two and a half hours, however long it lasts and you know, and drag the husbands <laughs> along with them. And of course the husbands are gonna be like, Oh, I have such a great wife or girlfriend because they wanna go see this action movie with me and it will be like it wouldn't be anything about you would be wanting them to go see yeah, they want to see it for their own reasons. So. Well, he does. He does have a very impressive appearance on, on screen. Yeah, but of course the guys will be got, all dumb thinking, "Oh yeah, I got a great you know wife girlfriend," and like it has nothing to do with you. Trust they, they're going for their own reasons. So, you do have point. you do have a good a good point there, I think. But well, how about the flops? I mean, this is kind of similar to what we were talking about, what we were what we were uh, dreading. But Mac, as long as you have the floor. What, uh, what do you think is going to uh, predict will will flop this summer? Ooh, if I had to choose one, I think I'm going to have to go with Blended. For some reason, blended. I just think people are going to just be like, you know what? I think they're going to be very much of the mind that uh, AJ was like, I'm, I'm over Adam. As much as I love Drew, I just I can't put myself through it again. So Ixnay, I'm Blended. <laughs> that's that's nice. That might be that might be Nell's pick for uh, what's going to flop this summer. Is, is that right, Nell? I I wish I agreed with that, but unfortunately, uh, whatever uh, whoever Adam Sandler has sold his soul to uh, seems to be on the job because these movies get terrible reviews and nobody seems to like them, and they always make huge numbers. Look at Grown Ups Two. Oh my gosh, you know. Oh, yeah. So no, that's so true. That I make think. Money. I, I wish I wish you were right. I hope you're right. I don't think you're going to be right about that. And so uh, I really don't have a pick for for flops, except possibly the sequel to Planes, because the first one didn't do that well. You know, it was originally oh, supposed no. to be straight to DVD, and and it should have been. And and this new one, uh, you know, I I think that the the you know they just have because there's no Pixar movie this summer. They just are throwing everything out there. So I really, I think that everything that's coming out this summer looks like a, a, a possible hit. I don't see any obvious flops. Well, um, they do make a lot of money in the summer. And um, AJ, what are you picking as the as the big flop of the summer? Yeah, I, I looked at the the schedule this year, and, and you know, there's obviously there's going to be the kind of financial failures this year. They're a little bit harder to pick. I kind of narrowed it down to three that I don't think are going to do very well. i uh, just talk about them quickly. 
won uh, Edge of Tomorrow with uh, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Uh, Tom Cruise has been trying to come back in movies. You know, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol was a big success. But since then, they've kind of been, he's kind of had lukewarm movies. You know, Jack Reacher did decent business, and Oblivion did decent business. And uh, this one, I actually don't think Edge of Tomorrow looks like that bad of a movie, but it looks very expensive, and I don't think it's going to do as well as uh, some people are hoping, especially since it opens on the same day as uh, The Fault in Our Stars, the big latest hit teen uh, weepy romance. I think uh, Fault in Our Stars is going to absolutely destroy Edge of Tomorrow that weekend. Uh, another one that I think is going to flop is, uh, sorry to say, Mac, but I think Hercules is going to be a bomb. Uh, not to the degree that uh, The Legend of Hercules was earlier this year. You know, I think people even forgot that there already was a Hercules movie that came out in January. I think uh, this one is going to make a decent amount of change for it, but if it's going to... I think at the very least, it'll just break even. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to it until I saw a trailer, and it's like, oh, wow, this looks absolutely corny and not in a good way. Uh, and then wow. the third one I think isn't going to do that well is uh, Jupiter Ascending well, from the Wachowski, oh, yeah. uh, Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis. It kind of looks like, uh, you know... I, I enjoy the the Wachowskis. You know, Cloud Atlas was uh, majorly overlooked a couple of years ago. That was one of my favorite movies that year. This one, I think, you know, people are going to look at it and think it just looks like another generic, you know, sci-fi prophecy-looking movie. They're going to look at Channing Tatum with his hair and the elf ears and think it looks ridiculous. Uh, again, like with Edge of Tomorrow, I don't think it's going to be that terrible of a movie, but I think people are going to look at it not quite sure uh, what to make of it, and I think they're just going to stay away and kind of drift towards something more familiar. So, yeah, Jupiter Ascending, Hercules, and Edge of Tomorrow, the more likely of the flops for me this year. Well, we've we've covered uh, a number of movies, uh, certainly not the 105 films that were uh, described in the summer preview by uh, Entertainment Weekly, but we've certainly learned a lot about uh, several films that are coming out this summer but we uh i'd like to hear anything else that you would like to say about particular genres now i did extend the time to uh 60 minutes because the topic we uh, had today re required that and i want to play everyone a mother's special mother's day treat which will take us the last seven minutes of the show but let's look at particular genres that you're interested in and uh, Nell I know you're always looking for family films to recommend to the parents so um, what would you like to mention about this summer in terms of the uh, family films it seems a little weak uh, for for kids films I think we've got a very strong summer for YA films for the middle school and early high school which is a, a category that's often overlooked we've got if I Stay, Fault in Our Stars, The Giver. But for little kids, we just are not getting the big Pixar blockbuster that we have come to expect every summer, and that's disappointing. I think all we've got really that I'm excited about is uh, Dragon 2. I think that what I am excited about is that summer is often a time when grown-up movies get overlooked, and we've heard about some already that, that look good about grown-up romances, words and pictures, a long way down based on the Hornby, Nick Hornby book, Chef, which I've seen and which is a lot of fun with John Favreau, Begin Again, 
which you mentioned, the 100-foot journey, which you mentioned, and so it goes with uh, Michael Douglas and Diane Keaton, which you mentioned. So I think that this looks very promising for grown-ups, very promising for middle schoolers. Not a lot there for little kids. Oh, no. Wow. Can we take little kids to Godzilla? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, probably not nobody under the age of eight needs to go see that one unless you want to keep waking up with I'm, nightmares. I'm, I'm 29 years old, and I think Godzilla's going to give me nightmares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it does. You can't take little, can't take little kids. I, I saw well, the uh, Godzilla panel last year at, at Comic-Con with some of the cast and the director, and I think it's going to be awesome. Oh, I, I think it is, too. Well, how about the horror field? I know, A.J., uh, that's uh, that's one of the the um, areas that you have a particular interest in. Other than uh, Godzilla, is there anything um, that you uh, are recommending in uh, in the horror genre? Uh, not really. There's it's kind of a kind of a weak field for horror movies. You know, we have uh, the Sacrament coming out in uh, June. That's the latest from Ty West, and he's one of those guys where I really don't know what to make of him because, you know, he did uh, a really great uh, haunted house uh, or haunted hotel movie, I should say, a couple years ago called The Innkeepers, which I thought was really good. But then he's done stuff like uh, The Roost, which was terrible, and House of the Devil, which was kind of okay, and he uh, did a segment for the ABCs of Death, which was uh, probably like the worst segment out of the whole bunch. Uh, then we have uh, uh, Wolf Creek 2, the sequel that, you know, I have friends who love the original Wolf Creek from 2005, thought it was an incredible, very intense movie. I was definitely not a fan of it. It was kind of like uh, the captivity of its time where it was just grim and depressing and did not involve me in the oh, very least. Oh, here on that one. That, yeah, that movie was not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, and then... Yeah, uh, it was just one not... long doom and gloom trip. Yeah. Yeah, and then in, uh, I think it's either July or August, I believe, uh, The Purge Anarchy is coming out, which, you know, I see the trailer, and it does look better than the first movie. It opens up the world, and, you know, it actually takes place outside, where it's not just another home invasion movie. But I'm cautiously optimistic because, you know, I got suckered in by the first trailer. I said, oh, this looks like a really cool concept, and it did absolutely nothing with it. And, you know, I, I want to hope for the best. I'll probably see uh, The Purge, too. But, you know, if it turns out to be terrible, I'm, I'll be the first to go, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, we'll hear about that. I'm sure that we will. And, Mac, is there any particular genre um, that we've neglected that uh, that you would like to mention? Oh, well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to some of the comedies, some of the just, you know, go for broke. Uh, you know, they're not trying to be anything other than comedy comedies. Like Tammy seems to be uh, in that vein, uh, a million ways to die in the West seems to be in that vein, and so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some of those films and uh, you know some of the uh, um, you know counter programming titles that we've mentioned. I'm definitely looking forward to some of the more adult oriented fare that uh, you know definitely flies in the face of a lot of the uh, you know the the um, fanboy um, uh, stuff that comes out during the summer. I'm looking forward to you know a, a spat of those films as well. But yeah, comedy and you know just stuff that you wouldn't expect to come on the summer that's, that's coming out anyway. I'm 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 intrigued by that because it's great that they're trying to hold all of the more serious or adult-oriented fair for the fall like they normally do. I know we're going to still be hit with a glut of you know Oscar contenders and you know adult-oriented films and R-rated films and, right. and and so on and so forth. You know the kind of the like the Oscar bait type films. But I'm just intrigued by the fact that some of them are coming out a little bit earlier so you won't be bombarded 
So right, uh, right. Well, all. I'm I'm ready for summer now. After after hearing <laughs> hearing you three, I'm all I'm all ready for summer. And I see we're almost out of time. So I want to thank you, Nell and Mac and AJ. You've just been terrific guests again today. And I want to thank the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support and Nikki Starr for everything she does to make things run smoothly here. And of course, to our chatters and other listeners, we hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time for another spirited conversation about the movies. And now um, I'd like to give everyone a special Mother's Day treat. We're going to go out with this beautiful mother-daughter medley featuring Lorna Luft and her legendary mom, the great Judy Garland. This tape is about seven minutes long, but I'm sure you'll enjoy every minute of it. And it was, um, it's from Lorna Luff's Songs I Learned, no, Songs My Mother Taught Me, and Barry Manilow helped her put it together using some special technology. So it's my pleasure to present this mother-daughter medley for mothers and daughters everywhere.
Ah. Uh-huh. 